Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So I'm, I'm scrolling through some news headlines here during the break, listening into the Fox News update, reading some of the messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app. And, and for some reason, I've got a uh, a shoveling snow analogy. And actually, this that, that's actually a good analogy to use here because our good friend George Blackard is in the house here on Freedom Friday. George, great to see you as always. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, I first got to know George through, uh, through doing radio. Uh, programs and and you know and and of course because george has done so much for his fellow veterans over the years and so so i got to know george uh, through you know doing radio coverage of veterans things and then he got to tag along on a big sky honor flight with a world war ii veterans That's right. and uh but but george just just to to show you what a great guy george blackard is so i'm in the middle of east africa and it's sunny and you know, probably 100 degrees or something like that and I'm reading news headlines back here in Montana, and it's talking about this big blizzard that came through. And I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to line up somebody to shovel my sidewalks. And, you know, my wife's back here with three kids. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, uh, you know, I think she was still pregnant with uh, with our daughter at the time. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, son of a gun. I'm like, I'm like, honey, I'm sorry. I forgot to line up somebody to you know, a service or something to shovel the sidewalk. She's like, oh. There's a guy out there right now. It was George Blackard out there shoveling the snow, and, and yeah. you did that for you do that for a ton of people. Oh uh, yeah, and, I I did. I I did it for a lot, and a lot of our post members did. There there was a crew of us that would go out, and it was the greatest thing, Aaron, because there would be like four of us in a truck, and we'd have four or five snow blowers and shovels, and we'd go out, and we'd not only do like the house we went there to do. But a lot of times we do the ones on both sides. Oh, of sure. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. then the next time it'd snow, we'd come back to do the house and it's already done because the neighbors had done it. Oh, so, sure. Because they're like, man, somebody did mine. I'm, yeah, my, I've got such a great neighbor, a man, Tony. Uh, Tony, he works at, uh, at Danny Menhold. And this guy, it's like, I feel bad he's such a good guy. I'm like, man, I, w- I want to beat him to the punch with one of these. But I'm, <laughs> I'm here at work at so so early in the morning that if it snows early morning, oh, they don't want me out there with a snowblower at 3 in the morning. And so, But if there's an afternoon snow, then I can beat him. And I can beat him to the the, the, the snowblower and the, and the shoveling. But, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember that day uh, going over to your house there. Yeah, I had my Legion cap on and everything. I think, didn't she tell you? Yeah, he's wearing a, a strange hat or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some uh, hat on there. And I won't tell you what... Uh, uh, what the uh, the uh, military calls those? Yeah. yeah, I won't tell you what the off-color uh, uh, terminology <laughs> is for that type of a cap. No, that's a good one. Let's not just to say. say it's a garrison cap. There we'll you just go. Leave it at that. We're Close gonna, enough. <laughs> we're Close go enough. with that one here. Yeah. Uh, but so here's here's why I was thinking about shoveling snow. Okay, you just shoveled the snow. You know, you, it's still snowing though. So why would I go? break out the snowblower right now when in an hour it's going to be piled on again right and so maybe i'll just wait till it stops snowing then i'll shovel you know snowblowers are fun though oh i do love the snowblower <laughs> yeah that's that was a, that was one of the best uh, life decisions uh, is buying a snowblower but anyway right on john made a good point about our southern border why would our senate and house even try to make legislation to co- close our southern border etc 
if Joe Biden's just going to break out his pen and reverse all the new laws anyway. Uh, anyway, so it reminded me of... Uh, Saving you small. money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Need help with your finances and thinking about hiring a financial planner for some guidance? Well, it's important to vet advisors to make sure their pay structure reflects your needs. If you're considering a particular one, you have to ask questions like how did they arrive at their fee and what motivates them to charge the way they do. Many advisors base their pay on a percentage of assets under management. If if you want to hire an advisor for both financial planning and investment management, you might encounter a hybrid fee structure. That means you'll pay a percentage for portfolio management plus a flat or hourly rate for financial planning. In recent years, some advisors have adopted subscription pricing that offers tiers of ongoing service with different monthly or annual retainer fees. Other popular options include charging an hourly fee or flat per project fee. You need to figure out what type of financial advisor will offer the right service along with a fair price. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With mainly cloudy skies, today and some snow showers across areas towards Bozeman, where less than an inch is expected for accumulations. We'll also see rain showers further east towards the Billings area. High temperatures will range from about 40 in Bozeman, 49 in Billings. For tonight, light snow showers in Bozeman, inch or less. With some rain showers still possible early in the Billings area as well. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. All right, look, you don't need to be Dave Ramsey to figure this one out. There's a right way to spend federal COVID-19 dollars, a one-time injection of funds, and there's a wrong way. Uh, looks like the Missoula Public Schools did it the wrong way. They tried to prop up their long-term budget with a one-time injection of federal funds. Anyway, we'll get the story on that one. I know one of our callers wants to weigh in on Friday. What do you want to talk about Friday? Well, give us a ring. Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10. Um... Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Freedom Friday with our good friend George Blackard here. And uh, yeah, talking about shoveling snow. And it's like, man, I just did it. And now it's all back. It's all back there. Yeah, for some reason, that's what got me thinking. Because like, okay, because you said something. The Fox News update was playing. And, you know, Joe Biden was... Oh, I just need more money. I just need more Border Patrol agents and more equipment. And that'll secure the border. And you're like, oh, come on, man. You know. well, they're not following the laws we already have. They're telling the president and his administration are telling these Border Patrol agents to stand down to not apprehend these people. And so he's lying to you when he says, I just need more money to hire more agents and more administrative people. He's lying to you. So that's what irritates me is he's blatantly lying to the American people and and half of us eat it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, like to, to go keep going with this uh, snow plow, snow blower, snow shovels, you've got men and women all along our southern border that are standing there. They got big they got not only snow plows, they got the tow plows with the the towed plow behind the snow plow. Go. They got shovels. They 
And and Joe Biden said, no, 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 don't don't use that that equipment. Just don't use those shovels. No, 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 don't move the snow. No, no, no. You let let it keep. You know what exactly. I mean? Like well, that's what he's doing. And I mean, he's further lying because he's suing the state of Texas for trying to do something about it. So yeah. he doesn't want to stop these people. He's he's suing everybody that is trying to stop these people. And the sad part is, you have liberal run cities that want to allow these people to vote they're not even american citizens and they want to allow them to vote so when you connect all the dots that's what it's about he wants these people to come into this country because he thinks they're going to be liberal votes democrat votes and that's why they're doing it and everybody should be extremely pissed off about this because <laughs> that's what it's about it's a game yeah that's right no and uh and that's that's why they're demanding their so-called border deal they're saying, well, we won't secure the border unless you, you give us amnesty for illegal aliens. So, because, again, they want to take people that are here illegally and they want to make them legal so they can vote. Exactly. It's very clear. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, this was a crazy story. So I was reading through the Fox News radio headlines, you know, the kind of the rundown of the stories they're doing today. Uh, and a lot of a lot of people are aware of uh, New York's attorney general, Letitia James. And she's got this beef with Donald Trump, right? So she's the one who's got this beef with Donald Trump. She's the one, you know, politically persecuting Trump in the state of New York. Well, as we've all been saying all along, look, they don't just have a beef with Trump. They've got a beef with you, the American people. That's right. They've got what, you know, they will come at peaceful pro-life protesters. They've got a beef with you. Catholics, they've got a beef with you. They'll spy on you. I mean, we could go on and on and on the list. Did you hear the beef industry? Did you hear this story? Did you see it? Did I you? sure did. So you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I do. And you started saying beef. And I, was, I, was I was like, like he must know the story. I know he's where got he's a smile going on that. his face here. So yeah. that shows you that she is just, uh, well, pretty cavalier in everything that she does. But she's suing the beef industry because for climate change reasons. Mm -hmm. So this woman has nothing else to do except try and put herself in the limelight. And she's good at that. She's really good at that. But she's suing the beef industry because to they they said they were going this is a this is a uh, something a common theme with her. They said they were gonna be carbon net zero by twenty forty. And she goes, That's a lie. They can't do it. It's been proven. So I, she's suing them because they lied, she thinks, about being carbon net zero in 2040 yeah, it's like um same thing as with trump he lied yeah. about uh getting loans and things like that not to mention you know he paid them all back everybody made their money back and all this and the banks were happy and that's he was happy nobody got harmed that's right yeah. that's what she's doing is she's going after those type of things no and george nailed it there yeah so fresh uh, new york ag's beef with beef. And like I said, it's not just a beef with Trump. It's a beef with every single one of you. Fresh off the civil fraud verdict against former President Trump and a win over the National Rifle Association. Remember, she's got a beef with them, too, if you're a gun owner. Mm -hmm. uh, Letitia James suing JBS USA, the American subsidiary of the world's largest beef producer, accusing it of misleading consumers about the environmental impact of its product in order to boost sales. The company pushing back, saying, quote, it takes its commitment to a more sustainable future for agriculture very seriously. Uh, yeah, JBS is one of the top meat suppliers in the U.S. and its American operations generate about half of the company's $80 billion dollars uh in in revenue so uh yeah but man it's just 
again, it's this is part of of the Democrat and the and the left's efforts to undermine American food security, undermine American farmers and ranchers. Yeah, they'd like to leave us weak. That's for sure, and that that includes our president. So it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. But you know, they go even farther because they won't let people be arrested for crimes, and so there's a lot of crime out there that uh, ah, they didn't hurt anybody so we're not going to arrest them for it but even then you get up into some felonies and they're they're not arresting people or they're letting people go we talked about it last week yep. the arizona uh, attorney general said we're not letting this guy go back to new york because they're going to let him go and he's killed four people yeah exactly you know? and and so that's crazy and the the illegal alien that killed lake and riley the young college student in georgia, in georgia yep. he got let go after being busted from crime, for crimes in New York City. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, perfect example of exactly what you talked about last week, George. That's exactly right. I know, George, I know you got some stuff you want to talk about, uh, especially here on Freedom Friday. So make sure we start there. I'm going to have okay. like a squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> but you tell me, Aaron, dang it, you told me you were going to let me talk about what I want to talk about. So uh, just take over, George, if you can, right after this. All right, stand by. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. This week, Loma, Montana farmer and immediate past president of the Montana Grain Growers Association, Nathan Kane, was elected to serve as secretary to the National Association of Wheat Growers. We caught up with Nathan and he shared more on why he wants to continue leadership within the wheat industry. I have some experience now. I do love advocating for the wheat industry, for agriculture as a whole. And here's an opportunity to be able to um, continue with that. And and so I just felt, you know, after just talking to my wife, my kids, because uh, it does involve some travel away from them, um, I did get, gain their support there and and so i did Kane farms with his father-in-law in a fourth generation homestead there near loma in fire news texas ag commissioner sid miller announced his agency committed to providing support to the state's producers as they deal with the aftermath of devastating wildfires in the texas panhandle the smokehouse creek fire has burned almost 1700 square miles of land making it the largest on record in texas going back to 1988 tens of thousands of cattle have either died or been displaced due to the wildfire disaster relief funds are being raised through the texas and southwestern cattle raisers association to contribute to these fellow ranchers you can visit tscra.org i'm lane Nordland. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, George, I, <laughs> normally I'm reading news during, I got to get a story on our website. I'm like, oh man, I wanted to get this done last night, but I was a little busy, meetings and everything, so. Uh, you got to stop watching your head. <sighs> 
yeah. <laughs> hey, but thankfully that that prevented me from getting distracted by reading something else and going in some other tangent direction. But you, you got a couple you go. things you want to talk about on this well, Freedom Friday? A Any few things. Military, law enforcement, well, veterans, patriotism. Yeah, there's there's one it? here that really caught my eye that I I find interesting. So this this was from Q2 News a few days ago. It's the headline was VA expands veterans eligibility eligibility for health care starting March. So this is one of those stories where the VA tells you, hey, we're doing something great for you. And what they're saying is that uh, any veterans who are exposed to toxins or other hazards in the military can enroll in the VA health care starting next month, years earlier than initially scheduled under the 2022 PACT Act. Oh, yeah, I saw well, this one as well, yeah. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. If you're a veteran, you can enroll in the VA. That's right. Period. So, yeah. now, you may not get all of their services because, like me, I make too much money to I, – I have to use my insurance there. In other if words. it's not service-connected or if you're not a right. certain this, certain that. I can still yeah. go there. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, why would I take up an appointment for somebody that is service-connected that's actually hurt when I have good insurance that I can go somewhere else? So. I don't go there, except for all you naysayers out there. I have gone a few times <laughs> just to know what it's like and yeah, to experience it. That's a good point. That, well, that's 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 another reason why I like going um, – because then, then you you can actually talk about it, and you can actually see yes. what, what veterans experience. Yeah. And then also you can see you can see the good, too. You see the good people, the good men and women that work there, but yet the, the bad bureaucratic garbage that they got to put up with, the well, veterans got to put up with. Yeah, too, there's a know? lot of supervisors out yeah. there, I'm telling you, that cause a lot of problems. <laughs> But the, <laughs> yeah. thing, the thing that got me about this is, you know, they're pretending that they're doing this great favor. This is also the 2022 PACT Act that the VA said, we're not following all of that. They've blatantly said, we will not do that when it comes to certain things. So I don't know who makes the law and who follows the law, but the VA obviously doesn't have to follow the law because they flat out said, we're not going to do it. Really? Yes. And so what they're talking about here, too is uh it just got me it says right here so this is the secretary of the va he says uh dennis mcdonough uh va is proven to be the best most affordable health care in america for veterans and once you're in you have access for life yeah the best health care for veterans i don't think so but you know they try and sell you this bill of goods and they feel that if they say it enough if we say it enough times, everybody will believe it. Yeah, well, and and here's the deal, too, is like, you know, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously there, you know, as Chris Engett with Concerned Veterans for America has pointed out, you know, there, you know, the VA, you know, has gone back downhill now under Joe Biden and John Tester because they're starting to play these bureaucratic games again and. Oh, well, since we had to cancel that appointment, we're going to restart the clock on your wait time for your appointment. Right. But there, but as, as Ingot and, and their congressional, you know, uh, town hall meetings they've been hosting across Montana have pointed out, I mean, you've had people that have urgent medical right. needs and care. There are people that die. Yeah. And like, like heart treatments that they should be at a hospital right now. But it's like, well, we'll see you in six months. And right. it's like, uh, no, this guy needs to be seen right now. But this is what the bureaucracy does. But the other point I wanted to make is, there's great veterans that work at our VA clinics here locally, but you know what? 
there's great veterans and currently serving military personnel that also work in these other hospitals and right. healthcare facilities. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been at, you know, like like St. V's or, or Billings Clinic, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm uh, still in the reserve. I, I do this or I do that. Or, oh, yeah, I served in the Air Force, and I do this and I do that. And it's like, yeah. you know, so well, th- th- this idea that, like, oh, damn. You veterans don't want to go to a non-government uh, healthcare facility. Yeah, you, know? well, you want to be treated like the veterans you are. It's like I get treated great by these other folks. Like, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a friend, and I know this for a fact. A friend that was having a heart attack. Okay, he was diabetic, so diabetics don't feel the same pain during a heart attack that other people do. Really? So it's very dangerous if you have diabetes. That uh, you pay attention to this and look it up. Know, you may don't, not know that you're having a heart attack. Right. Really? Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Look it up. It's true. Wow. And so he went to the VA and he goes, I don't feel right. Something is wrong. And they said, well, let's get you in for a colonoscopy. Have you called the suicide let's hotline? Get you in, no, it's yeah. my heart. It's let's I, get it, you in for a colonoscopy. Well, that's one of their favorite procedures, you know, <laughs> or an endoscopy, one of the two. They just like sticking things in you, I oh, guess. Oh, man. But uh, anyway, he uh, he goes, no, thanks. And he just went over here to like Billings Clinic, and they're like, you're having a heart attack. Man. So, yeah, way to go, VA. But, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating that uh, they pretend to be this great thing that they're not. And it's just irritating to me. Yeah. And the other thing that bugs me is it's like, you know, you get like these politicians uh, like Tester that they always want to build more buildings. Now, they may not be able to fill the building with any staff, but they want to build a building. I got a story for that. They want to build a building. And then uh, instead, it's like, well, why don't you just let them go to the building that already has those doctors in it? You know, but but no, they want more government. They want you dependent on more government. Fox News. I'm Therese Crowley. Two funerals today. Lake and Riley in her hometown of Woodstock, Georgia, with a migrant from Venezuela charged with a nursing student's murder. And Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny at a Moscow church. He mysteriously died in a Siberian prison. Thousands of supporters outside clapping, braving the risk of being arrested. Transcripts released for Hunter Biden, the House deposition. Reaction rolling in to Hunter admitting he invited his dad to business meetings at dinner and on speakerphone. Senator Josh Hawley tells the anger mangle. He's trying to play us for fools. Everybody knows the truth here. He just confirmed it, that Biden participated in the lunches. He met with his business associates. He was selling access to his dad. I mean, it's clear as day. But Hunter says he was probably drunk or high when he sent the threatening text demanding a cash payment from a Chinese partner. America is listening to Fox News. Just defects, ma'am. Just defects. Uh, we're going to stick to defects around here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you were t- you were saying you the other story George uh, has ready for us this morning is about dining facilities. And dining saying, oh, facilities. The defect. Yeah. The dining facility. So, just defects, George. Just, just defects. defects. Well, you know, in typical government fashion, they created a problem that they can't solve now, right? So. Everybody, everybody that's been in the military knows that the dining facilities aren't always the best. But, you know, they're not too bad. But the Army, they created food kiosks to make it easier for uh, members to run through, grab some food on the go, right? Oh, that's well, cool. Well, it's hurting their dining facilities because people aren't going there anymore. Oh, no. And and so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now... Something's working! It takes... Exactly. <laughs> It takes a couple dozen soldiers 
to run a uh, dining facility, you know, at least oh, okay. a couple dozen people. And, Does it? And, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. you don't think about all the people in the back. Everything the cooks, that they the do. Dishwashers. Yeah. All the way to the dishwashers, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, they're like, well, we're not going to spend any money on these dining facilities because, well, nobody's going there. Well, they created the problem when they started these kiosks. But the problem with the kiosk is the food that they have there is largely... Um, uh, um, like fast food? Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah it's uh, pre- prepared food, okay? Oh, so, sure, yeah, So yeah, it's yeah. not super healthy for it's you. It's not and, the healthiest. And like, it doesn't have... you just have, like, you know, a piece of beef or some right, chicken. exactly. Some vegetables. Processed food, that's yeah, what I was trying processed to food, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, so yep. Uh, they're having a problem with that. Well, <laughs> Yeah, which is not good for your diet and your nutrition. And if you want to build warriors, you know, you don't want to just give them physical training. you got to focus on nutrition as well. Well, you have to, yeah. And so they renamed the DFACs um, Warrior Restaurants. <laughs> so now your, your dining facility is a warrior restaurant, and these other things are kiosks. But uh-huh. one of the things in the story that really got me is this one soldier goes, well, I'm tired of getting raw chicken at the uh, defects, right? You know, raw chicken. And I thought, man, have I had that happen before? Have you really? Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Man. And, you know, that's the thing, though. That is so critical that they serve good quality, well-prepared food there. Mm-hmm. Because one time at Thanksgiving, they served some bad bird on my ship. And there was about 2,500 <laughs> people with food poisoning. And I'm telling you, it was not a good deal. I don't know if it was bad bird that we had at the at our little DFAC in eastern Afghanistan or if it was the, the chai tea that we drank with the village elders from a USAID well. But there was bad chicken, bad chai. I don't know, but it was bad. <laughs> it's bad. It yeah. was like pull over in the MRAP on the side of the wadi. Oh, bad. Yeah. You your uh, your. <laughs> preparedness is not 100 percent when that happens they're like quick halt kick open the door pull the microphone aside i was like chunk from goonies you know and then the best the medic he he gave me an iv and he taped the uh he taped the iv bag to my kevlar helmet so i got a great photo of me sitting in the back of the mrep with an iv taped to the top of my helmet you know (laughs) good times good times this is the Montana Economic Minute. Have you ever slowed down and stared at a wreck on the side of the road? There's a ghoulish need in many of us to get a better look at calamity. Maybe that's why I just can't stop reading about the brewing disaster in the Chinese housing market. Let me just skip to the bottom line. In China today, there are over 20 million prepaid, unfinished housing units. That's just a gigantic number. In the U.S., we average about 1.3 million homes built each year. So that represents about 15 years of production, sitting empty, simply rotting away. The visual pictures are just stunning. The economic loss is staggering as well. It happened in part because Chinese households lack safe places to put their money. Real estate was perceived as safe. Cash and certainly foreign bank accounts were not. The overbuilding continued as governments everywhere profited and people were put to work. The crash, when it inevitably occurs, will be huge. Will it affect Montana? It's hard to see how it will not. China buys a lot of what we sell. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. Using the estate tax to your benefit, I'm Taylor Riggs, co-host of The Big Money Show with your Fox Business Tax Tip, coming up.
Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's, at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. The annual gift tax is a great way to reduce taxes. The federal gift tax exemption was increased to $18,000 in 2024, or a combined $36,000 for married couples. The lifetime gift exemption was also increased to $13.6 million. This means that married couples can now shield about $27 million without having to pay any federal estate or gift tax. You can use this tool to pass on gifts in a tax-free way. Watch The Big Money Show weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business. Taylor Riggs, Fox News. There's much more to the story than just the headline. Yeah, we shared the news shortly after it broke on our Montana Talks website. Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale is going to run for re-election in the Eastern Congressional seat. But there's more to that story. He's now supporting Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in the Senate race. Sheehy's back in him. Senator Daines with an endorsement as well. Oh, and the good news, Mitch McConnell will be stepping down. It's all there, MontanaTalks.com. I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I should, George. I should just do that. You, you know how to run the show. I should. I'm going to get this started on our website. You just start. Yeah, that's and, it. Uh, I can know, do it. Yeah, yeah. I can. know where the button is. You do a better job than me, anyway. Uh, so what the heck? <laughs> I don't not? know about that. You know, I just had a thought. It's a gray day out, and there's steam coming out of the refineries. So these media types that like to take these pollution <laughs> pictures could get down there today and get some updated oh, stuff no. so they're not using the same old picture over They always and over do that over. in Coal Strip that, you know, the, they do. the environmental activists and then the media will use the photos. Oh, pollution from coal strip and coal mines. It's like, uh, that's steam. Yeah, the big uh, oh, the yeah. white stuff. Come, it's steam. I've even seen one of My their pictures goodness. that was a sunny blue sky day it was a beautiful day and they photoshopped it to make it look gray somebody oh. went and got the actual photo and had them side by side they oh, said sure that's what it was really like oh yeah so yeah well and it's crazy it was like this conversation we had in the nine o'clock hour of the show yesterday i was i was chatting with uh caitlin sutherland with the an organization called americans for public trust and she she documented how Hans Wies, this Swiss billionaire, is injecting $60 billion with a B into these left-wing groups. And Hans Wies is one of the main funders of these radical environmentalists here in Montana and Democrat Party activist organizations. He actually lives down in Wyoming, but he is, he is George Soros, basically. He's right. a George Soros guy. And $60 billion is like nothing compared to what he's actually put in uh, year after year. And so, but he funds these groups like the Northern Plains Resource Council, the League of Conservation yeah. Voters. Well, you know why we, have these, why we have these things is because politicians want that. They want other organizations to run these uh, attack ads that they can't run themselves. Mm -hmm. And that way, oh, yeah. they can, and John Tester's the king of this. 
they run these ads and they they lie in them. They can say basically whatever they want to. And then the candidate can sit back and go, wow, I didn't have anything to do with that. That's that's an outside group. That oh, yeah. has nothing to do with me. Yep. And they want these. You know what? How about if we get rid of all that stuff and just let the candidates raise their own money and do their own campaign? Well, and that's, that's, the, that's what the real problem is here is, okay, this guy is a foreigner. He's a foreign billionaire, but yet yeah. he is very clearly influencing American politics. It is illegal for foreigners to contribute to political campaigns in America. But he can, That's right. but he can do it in in all these other ways, exactly. all these other crafty ways. That's right. right. And he's, you're not a freaking American. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, and people like John Tester are just fine with these foreigners being involved in these elections as long as it's benefiting them. And by the way, speaking of John Tester, um, in this story, the spokeswoman for the Burger Action Fund, which is Hans Wies, the Swiss billionaire left wing activist. Uh, is a former top staffer to John Tester. Of course. Revolving door. Of course. They're lining each other's pockets. Yep. It's, uh, That's it's the way it works. You want to know how AOC becomes a millionaire after not having $15 in her bank account? <laughs> there you go. That's, That's how right. it happens. Hey, we got Right On John on the phone lines. What's going on, Right On John? Good morning, fine stuff. I really took offense when you said I <laughs> own a 7 Eleven when I have very many taxis. And I can tell you where to go. Wait, how did you go from I, I Swiss just, to something else there? I, yeah, I know. At first, I pictured your later hosing, and then you went somewhere else. What's going, on? <laughs> man? What's going on over there? Oh, disclosure, I did. Disclosure, I did date uh, East Indian uh, gal in high school, and uh, well, you're not racist, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no, great. I can't be. Uh, anyways, I sent you some numbers here earlier. Um, it, it's really kind of disturbing when you make the comparison of uh, how many deaths uh, in regards to just in 2023 in reg- uh, as to uh, how many uh, uh, deaths we had from 9-11 and what our reactions were. Um, from 9-11, and our reactions were huge, uh, were... Uh, but uh, documented there are about 3,000 people. It's probably a little bit more. But as uh, according to NPR, um, deaths in 2023 were 117,000. And that does not include all the migrants, uh, illegal migrants, whatever you want to call them, uh, stabbings and killing other people like that. So yeah. uh, where's the fight? Where's our fight in America? Good point. We're losing countless more than 9-11, you might as well say 120, 130,000 people just in one year. From Chinese fentanyl, from the Mexican drug cartels, over yeah, over 100,000 just in one year, opioid, but then not to mention the stabbings, the murders, the rapes of illegal aliens. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. George, your thoughts? I always, I always get leery of the nine eleven connections, or you know, or when people will say we've lost more Americans than we did in Vietnam. Okay, you know, because yeah, yes, you can you can talk about how the Mexican drug cartels and the Chinese are deliberately targeting and killing Americans. So, so, so that's where I, I can see the analogy being appropriate, right? Like, like a former um, a former um, editor for the Billings Gazette, she shared a tragic story where. You know, her son got fentanyl in the mail and didn't think it was what it was and died from yeah. it, right? And so the Chinese, yeah, they're deliberately targeting people. But but there's also people that are willingly taking these drugs that are then dying from it. And I have trouble comparing uh, their death. 
Uh, even as sad as that is, I, I don't want to compare them to being somebody innocent who was killed deliberately by a terrorist hijacker or one of our brave troops on the battlefield that, that gave their lives in defense of this country versus yeah. somebody who, in, you know, who, who went out and, and took drugs and unfortunately, you know. I, I see what you're saying there, but I think the reason, I think when they use that, they're going sheer numbers and that, yeah. hey, it's serious. And oh, yeah. yeah, they could yeah. use and it. And it's a good a point. Better, yeah. yeah, right on better way to do it. But, it. Yeah. you know, that that's the thing, too. So the president and this administration and every politician in Congress that's on watch right now, because they're on watch, they're letting these drugs come across our southern border. It's not just about illegal aliens crossing the border. It's about drugs crossing the border and terrorists crossing the border and if our government was really serious about this uh fentanyl deal they'd close the border but they but they're not that serious about it uh, because they haven't yeah yeah uh we had a, a message from one of our listeners in the flathead this morning as well going back to new york attorney general uh her beef with beef uh, yeah. that whole story yeah she doesn't just have beef with trump or gun owners or any she's got a beef with beef um anyway this listener makes a really good point here so basically letitia james is admitting that being carbon neutral is impossible thank you letitia you're right the climate change religion isn't based in reality. That was a very good point. Like, because, you know, if they're saying, hey, we're going to be carbon neutral by 2040. Yeah, are you really, though? Nobody's going to. Is anybody? None of the like solar panels and windmills aren't carbon neutral. Look at how much. You but know, see, you what know. that is, what that is, Aaron, is that's our government saying if you give us money, that will offset your carbon footprint and you'll get down to net zero. All it is is the government taking money. And if they think giving the government is going to do anything to fight climate control, then you're naive at best. Yeah. For those that, that missed it in the 6 o'clock hour of this show, uh, I, you know, we did a lot of, of coverage on you know Trump and Biden both being at different parts of our southern border yesterday. I'll get back into that coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour of this show. Uh, we'll take some of your phone calls. And I've got Don Kay, the chairman of the Montana GOP, joining us for our, our weekly update. Uh, he joins us about once a month. Or, yeah, not weekly, <laughs> monthly update. And, by the way, the same opportunity has been provided to the Democrats. But uh, they don't like taking your phone calls. They don't want you to have the chance to hold them accountable. Uh, they know I'll be nice and give them a chance to respond, but they don't want you guys calling in and chewing them out. That's what they really don't want. Uh, George, did you hear uh, uh, Trump yesterday? He he rolled out two new nicknames. Um, <laughs> no, he, I haven't heard so, this yet. Uh, Gavin Newsom is now – oh, shoot. I, I had it memorized earlier. Oh, he's Governor New Scum. New Scum, New yeah. Scum is, is – and then he's, he's actually, um, he's actually uh, changed a designated nickname – from Hillary Clinton because she doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so he's taken her nickname and given it instead to? I, I believe Donald Trump, in fact, changed the nickname of Joe Biden yesterday. Now calls him Crooked. Crooked. Joe Biden says he barred it from Hillary because Hillary's irrelevant and we should apply to Joe. He said that <laughs> okay. at Eagle Pass just yesterday. Throws on those nicknames, so why not? Eagle Pass, the two gentlemen were down there. Yeah. You wrote an op-ed about it. You have 20 seconds to give us your thesis yeah. statement. Joe. Uh, my thesis statement is that you had Joe Biden in 
Brownsville, yeah. where there are no apprehensions, basically. And Donald Trump is an eagle pass where he's more than 2,000 apprehensions in the past week alone. And Joe Biden would not say the name of Lakin Riley, the face of this crisis. The right current now. president is picking a border battle with the former president whose slogan was build the wall. Yeah. So who's yeah. going to win that one? Joe gave us the thesis statement. If you want his supporting work, you need to read the article. <laughs> yeah. Joe Concha, have a great weekend. All right, there you go. That was Joe Concha earlier on Fox and Friends First. But yeah, we, we need like a knighting ceremony, you know, where, okay, uh, Hillary, you have now been removed from the title. Uh, <laughs> you are now crooked Joe Biden. Yeah. How about we just never mention her name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could have done without that reference on a Freedom Friday. Thank you very much. All right, George, you got something else you want to talk about? Uh, well, in a minute. If not, I mean, squirrel, yeah, we'll have something for we'll, you. We'll right? have something. There is too much to talk about. It really is just crazy what's going on right now. All right, stand by. Empower is here to help answer your financial questions and empower what's next. Because if you're like most people, you've probably had your fair share of stressors. Like, will you be able to afford a third kid? Will you be able to do everything you want during retirement? And what if you outlive your savings? Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com. Fox News commentary. Once the greatest fighting force on Earth, the U.S. Army slashes its force thanks to recruiting issues. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist, and my podcast, The Janice Dean Podcast. Every week, I'll be focusing in on a person, a place, or a thing that deserves your attention because it makes the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe to The Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. America's listening to Fox News. With at least two foreign wars raging and a massive invasion at our own southern border, now is probably not the best time to slash our fighting force, but alas, here we are. The United States Army is cutting its force by 24,000 thanks to recruitment shortfalls. Most of the cuts will be posts that are already empty due to lack of Americans wanting to sign up and fill them. Perhaps that's due to the declining sentiment of patriotism nationwide. Perhaps it's due to the COVID vaccine requirements. Perhaps it's due to the DEI push and military drag queen recruitment videos. Perhaps it's due to all of the above, plus the reluctance of young men and women to serve under Commander-in-Chief Sleepy Joe. Now is not the time to have a dwindling national defense, but that is the sad reality. So once again, we can say, let's go, Brandon. I'm Tommy Lahren. Securing America. A former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia pleaded guilty Thursday to serving as a secret agent for Cuba for decades. Manuel Rocha, who also served in Havana and Argentina, pleaded to acting on behalf of Cuba since at least 1981. At the time of his arrest in December, Attorney General Merrick Garland said that Rocha repeatedly referred to the United States as, quote, the enemy. The Department of Justice complaint against Rocha states that during a series of meetings in 2022 and 23 with an undercover FBI agent, Rocha engaged in a lengthy conversation during which he described and celebrated his activity as a Cuban intelligence agent, while also referring to the late Fidel Castro as Comandante. His defense lawyer indicated in court that an agreement has been reached with federal prosecutors on the length of a potential prison sentence, but that information was not revealed Thursday. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. 
Do you really need to keep those old tax returns? I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Tax Tip, coming up. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The general rule of thumb is to keep your tax returns for at least three years. That's how long the IRS has to audit you. But CPA John Lieberman says there are some circumstances when you may want to retain them longer. If you have a situation where you have some self-employment income, maybe you should hold them back for a total of six years. Lieberman also advises keeping key documents. Copies of the checks for the taxes that they paid just in case. Cosola, Fox News. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, George, we got it live now, that story. We're doing it live. That's right, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, I got the story on our, our Montana Talks website. Just published it right now. Do you want to know what story I'm working on? And what uh, well, you've been working hard at it, so well, you might as well I tell me what it is. I did most of my work yesterday, but, you know, here's the deal. I got I to gotta make sure all my, you know, my I's are dotted, my T's are crossed, because, you know, when you're trying to produce real content and not just the five best taco bars in Billings, you know, like, <laughs> that are based in no metrics whatsoever. We need a few just, more of those. Hey, I found five taco places, and I'm going to just throw this against the wall and get a bunch of people to click on it. No, you, when you're actually doing real content about real – anyway, so, so – There you the, go. you got to make sure you get your facts right. It takes a little bit more time to get the job done right uh, instead of just, oh, look at this stupid thing I found. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so – you know, the Democrat candidate for governor, um, you know, he's he's a gun control activist. His kids are part of the climate change lawsuit oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, I know what this guy can do to win votes in Montana. He's got to bring a Hollywood celebrity to Montana and then bring out a left-wing extremist who says that if you voted for Donald Trump, if you are part of the Make America Great Again movement, if you are MAGA, you're a moron, you're a fascist, you're a Nazi, you're a racist, and if you and if you support the Second Amendment, you're trying to create future terrorists. Right. So that's the story, and you can see a lot of her tweets right now. This, so, um, so he's bringing Michael Keaton, this Hollywood celebrity, um, to headline one of his events. Ah, like, don't tell me that. I know it's like I'm Batman, and uh, now, I got nothing wrong with Michael Keaton, right? I mean, he's a Hollywood guy, so of course he's going to go to some liberal fundraiser. I but how like is a Hollywood celebrity going to help you? You know, appeal to everyday Montanans. But well, what I didn't notice was this this gal. He's bringing this 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 uh, extremist uh, left wing activist to headline the event alongside Michael Keaton. She's nuts, oh. absolutely nuts. <laughs> well, that that doesn't surprise me I know, at it's all. Not but, a surprise, but yeah. you know. But here's the thing: that will appeal to some people because glitz and glamour appeal to some people. You know, and. You have some people that listen to Taylor Swift about who they should vote for. <laughs> you have some people that, you know, listen to, um, I don't know, a politician about who they should vote for. It, it, some people listen to us. Can you believe that? I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know why. But, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it does not surprise me at all. 
and and that's they're going to get money for that. They'll raise some money. Well, for that, that. and that's what it comes down to. I think this guy knows he can't win the governor's race, but he wants to go shake down some bougie white liberals in Bozeman for their cash because there's a lot of them with a lot of money. Oh yeah, and so he can go out there promote his gun control book. You know, he'll make money. Off take of it. shots at at the Republican governor, knowing that he's not going to win. Because if you actually want, here's the deal: like like Brian Schweitzer, who was a Democrat governor of Montana, knew you better pretend to support gun rights. You better pass some pro-gun oh, yeah, rights. Yeah. He support he he publicly supported coal. Like Sh- like right. right sir. If you actually want a chance at winning, you have to at least pretend to support this stuff. I started hating bolo ties when he became <laughs> governor. I'm telling you. You remember him out there with his branding iron and he's vetoing these bills. They're up on a big board and he's making this big show he out was of it. A that showman. Was half Hollywood. He, right he knew there. how to he knew how to he knew how to put on a show. And I always enjoyed talking with him. I had fun talking with uh, with former Governor Brian. Heck, I had him on. What was it? Six months ago or something but but it was interesting um you know i was working for conrad burns in the 2000 election when we beat brian schweitzer in the 2000 election you know brian was always wearing a suit and a tie everywhere he went and then i think he realized he got out folksed by conrad burns oh he got folksy after that yeah you bet and so that's why now that's why you hear all these folksy campaign commercials from democrats is because he got out folksed so then it was ditch the suit and tie that's right justin timberlake ditch the suit and tie Bring a dog, have a bolo tie. Oh, shucks, all oh, whistle zippers, you know, like you, you can't get out folks in Montana. Uh, that's right. Chester's <laughs> king at that. Oh, my goodness. George, good to see you Thanks, as always. Um, if it snows, are you going to come by again? Like, no, no, I'm Probably here. Probably not. I, I'm too old. It's now. my job now. It's my, go. And I got a snowblower, so it's fun. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Great to see you as always. Uh, phone lines are open coming up after this.